Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Today we are starting a series. It's a three-week series on freedom. And freedom is something that I am passionate about. Freedom is one of the values of our church. And, uh, you know, as I have grown as a follower of Christ, I have become more free. I am a different person than I was when I first came to Christ. And if you are a follower of Christ, then I'm sure you've found that too. If you haven't, that's actually what he loves to do. He loves to transform us and, and make us free. Yes. John 8:36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, when I talk about freedom, I usually talk about freedom from that perspective, freedom on the inside of us, freedom from something that might be inhibiting or restricting our life, fear, anxiety. But today I'm going to be looking at freedom from a different angle. Trish mentioned that next week we have Mitch Hammond. He's from International Justice Mission. And they have this goal... And the goal is to abolish slavery. And they are doing an incredible job with it. Uh, And they are going to be here next week, and you don't want to miss it, because it's going to be an amazing morning in church. What they are achieving is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So that's next week, freedom, abolishing slavery. This week I have three points on freedom that we're going to be looking at. So, what an interesting time to be alive. Do you think that, sometimes? I think, wow. I I think it would be fair to to say that in Australia, our physical freedoms have been limited more than any other time that I can remember during my lifetime. Anyone agree? And as we look across our nation, We see a society that is becoming more polarised, that is fighting each other, that is not unified, that is hurting. Judgement, cancel culture, offence, outrage, isolation, lockdowns, closed borders, protests. So um, that, that's uh, the, our first, the first point I have today is talking about freedom, looking at what's going on in our country today. Because as believers in Jesus Christ, what is our response to the times we're living in? In times like this, some people focus on, these are my rights. I'm interested in today in looking at what are our responsibilities in times like this? How do we navigate these times when our freedoms have been restricted, restricted, honouring Christ in what we say and what we do? In this room and with you people, beautiful people watching online, there will be many and varied opinions about the current issues we are navigating. 
vaccination, closed borders, loss of physical freedoms, and everyone is entitled to their opinion, of course. But today I want to look at what the Bible says about how we honour Christ in what we say and do in these times. We all have our opinions, but I want to look at what the Bible says. 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4 says this, I urge you then, first of all, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. What is our first responsibility to those in authority? It is to pray and intercede for them, to thank God for them. Now, I was talking to... Paul and I have responsibilities um, outside of this church in C3. Regional overseers, we oversee churches. I was talking to a pastor during lockdown... And this person said to me, they were so angry with what was going on in where they live. And they said, I I will not pray for the... And so we talked about it, you know, we, we discussed. I do not agree with what they're doing. I can't pray for them. You know... The government isn't the church and isn't led in the same way. You know, what we do in here is very different to what happens out there. True? And that's okay. I have found over the years that sometimes when I make decisions as a leader that people aren't happy. Does that surprise anyone? (laughs) And a lot of the time it's because they don't understand what I'm looking at, dealing with, thinking about, all the different things that are going on. They don't understand. Of course they don't. Of course. That's totally normal. But Christians can... Don't demonise something you don't understand. Because we can do that as Christians. We can go, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not our job. The Bible clearly says our job is to pray for those, to pray for them. Because as we are praying and interceding for those in authority, it says that we will have peaceful and quiet lives. When we pray for those in authority, we create an atmosphere where freedom, and we live in a free country, can be used in a way that benefits the kingdom of God. No matter which political party is in government. And that's what God asks of us. Because God doesn't choose a political party. He doesn't. But he says, pray for them. Pray for the people around them. Pray for the decisions that they have to make. And also, so interesting to me, in that passage of Scripture, it says, 
It talks about as we pray for those in authority, it also talks about people coming to know Christ. Like I read that and went, wow, that is amazing. That is so, so good because I don't want us ever to forget that the reason we are here in this city of Canberra is so that people who don't know Christ can come to know Christ. And in this passage of scripture, it tells us for praying for those in authority is going to create an open heaven so that people can come to know Jesus. I love that. As we pray for our government, we are changing the atmosphere around them, around our city, around our nation. Here's a scripture that's even, that might be a little controversial. It's Romans 13. It says this, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Verse 5, therefore, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't preached. Ah. It is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Thank you, Stu. So... All that to say, just stay in the boundaries of the law. True? Yeah. Since the beginning of time, God has had a plan. And he is bringing it about. Despite which government's in power. And our job is to pray and to keep shining Christ's light and love and hope wherever he's placed us. His government is above all others. So, when our physical freedoms... Anyway, that's my first point. My second point about freedom is, it's not, what do I have, but what has me? When it comes to freedom, it's not about what I have, but what has me. Having things is not necessarily bad, but them having us is an entirely different thing. Excuse me. Enslavement. See, when we think about enslavement, we think about slavery. We're talking about it next week. Maybe we think about slavery. Or William Wilberforce, his fight to abolish slavery. We may think about human trafficking and how it's not good. But do you know that many of us live a life enslaved? The power of freedom rests in one word, the ability to say no. And if we cannot say no, we are enslaved to the thing we cannot say no to. If you have no choice, you are enslaved. You're not free. If it calls and you have to, it, whatever it is, has the shot, calls the shots. It has power over you and you are not free. Let's talk about the phone for a moment. Is it, an, is it attached to your body in the same way that an arm or a leg is? Phone addiction, 
which is real in the world we live in right now, increases feelings of loneliness and depression. If ever we didn't need an increase in feelings of loneliness or depression, it would be now. And the thing that attaches itself to us <laughs> increases that. Sometimes we, we stand in a line and Paul pulls out his phone. And sometimes it really annoys me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think, can we just not stand here without that stupid... Anyone else feel like that ever? Every spare second when we sit. Hello, I'm here, a real person. John Mark Comer, you may have heard of him. He wrote the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a great book. He said this, the iPhone is a greater threat to the gospel of Jesus in the West than secularism ever has or will be. It's a big quote. You know, there's a reason why people in the tech world don't let their children use technology. Because it's so addictive. It may not be the phone. You may be enslaved by people's opinions. Therefore, you tie yourself up in knots. It may be porn. It may be alcohol. It may be your work. It may be your credit card. And we can know in theory that Jesus came to set us free, but in reality, we are living like a slave to something else that we cannot say no to. And it leads us around. And we make a decision. And it works for a while. And we have a good day or two. But then we go back to what we were doing, what we were looking at, what we were taking, how we were treating them. And we're not really free. And this can be a continual cycle that we live on. You know, we had people in our church, <clears throat> a married couple, and one of the people, definitely not free. And they decided to leave Canberra because everything was going to be better when they left. Problem is, they took themselves with them. <laughs> and everything was better for a couple of months. But then it all fell apart again. Because it was an internal, it was, they were enslaved. I was preparing a mess, I was sitting down and looking at this yesterday, I had a phone call from the pastor of the church they went to. Because they've been in contact with me over all the stuff that's been going on. And I thought, we tried to say, we tried. Leaving's not the answer. Dealing with the issue is the answer. And that's why Jesus came. The reason Jesus came was to set us free from enslavement, from sin, from addiction, from all of those things, because he wants us free. It's not what you have, it's what has you. That's the answer. There is an answer. 
So if you find yourself enslaved to something, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Don't feel condemned. You are not hopeless. It's not, it's not about that. It's not about you are. It's about this is not good for you. This is not my plan for you. This is not my best for you. That's, what Jesus, that's Jesus' heart. So, you will feel conviction. The next step is confession and repentance and bringing it into the light, which takes the power out of it and allows you to begin to deal with it and to be accountable for it with another person, which is so important. And during that process, God will cleanse you. And as you keep walking, you will become free. So if you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit over an issue today, please talk to someone. We also have something that we call Freedom Group, which would be great for you to go to. My last point is this. Live by the law of love. So Romans 14 talks about this thing that in church we call a conscience issue. Have you heard people talk about that? It, and it talks about living by the law of love and, it, and curtailing what I know I have every right to do if it's going to cause another believer to stumble. I am free to do this thing. Now, in Romans 14, it it talks about eating meat. All the meat eaters are very happy. Talks about, you know, drinking something. Even though I can do that, I won't if it causes someone else to stumble. In 1 Corinthians 9, the Apostle Paul talks about giving up his rights for the sake of the gospel being shared. He says, don't I have a right to do this? Don't I have a right to do that? But I've given up my rights for the sake of the gospel. So in Romans 14, which I talked about, it describes that passage of scripture as the law of liberty. In other words, I am free to do X, whatever that might be. And then it gets down to verse 14 and it calls it, living by the law of love. I can, but I won't. I know I can, but I won't, because I want to show love rather than pleasing myself. I am free to do this, but I won't. Now, not only is it I want to show love, but I choose not to judge another person over an issue of conscience. And one of the things I think we need to be really careful about at the moment is judging other Christians over things that are an issue of conscience. And that, I think, is going on at the moment. Vaccination. Other things. But it's not our job to judge either stance on vaccination. It's an issue of conscience. People with either stance are welcome here at C3 Watson. I hope you know that. Either side of the equation, you're welcome here. 
We don't believe that vaccination is the mark of the beast. It's going around. You may not have heard it. If you think that, just study the Bible. And please don't get caught up in conspiracy theories over these issues. I had a pastor tell me that someone in their church was vaccinated and all these paper clips started sticking to their body. <laughs> See, maybe I live in more of a conspiracy theory world than you guys do, I don't know. <laughs> don't judge others over issues of conscience. We are free. We are free, but we're not free to judge others over issues of conscience. We need to be full of faith and courage and wisdom during these days because they are, wow, interesting days that we're living in, right? Let's not be full of conspiracy theories or outrage or offence because that's what's out there and we're different because we have Christ and we're here to shine and we're here to show love and faith and hope. I'm going to finish with Colossians 3. Come up, band. 14, it says, Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So let's pray for our government. Stay within the boundaries of the law. If you're enslaved by something, talk to someone about it. And let's live by the law of love and not judge other people over issues of conscience. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.